Hello there, and welcome to Poetic, the podcast with me, Chloe Taylor. Um, If you haven't heard my first official episode or you weren't able to hear the quick intro, which is totally, totally cool, um, hello, my name is Chloe Taylor. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. Um, As I said, my name is Chloe Taylor, but everybody calls me Chloe. Um, and this is my podcast where I share a lot of my, um, life lessons and a lot of my struggles and my journeys, but how I'm learning from them and how I get through them. And a little fun fact about me that you'll learn pretty much instantly within a minute of listening to any of these episodes will be that I am so obsessed and in love with poetry. I am so passionate about it and it has been such a huge part of my life and something that I hope can be my lifelong career and it's really a huge part of this podcast and of course um, the podcast name is Poetic and my hopes of my hopes in this podcast is to just show that even in the hardest times in life in anything you know there's always a, a lesson or something that we can learn from even like I said the hardest times and just realizing at least for me I realize that like everything about this life is poetic in the struggles the hard times but even the most beautiful and breathtaking of experiences so yeah um so today's topic is one that I am very excited to jump into I think it's something that we can all relate to in one way or another something that we've all dealt with at one point in our lives and that topic is friendship now I know that's a very broad term and I'm going to try my best to really do it justice in a way of trying to um, explain the points that I want to get across in the best way possible. Um, And like I said, friendship is such a broad term, but I really um, want to break it down because I have found through my life, I have gone through hence the title of this uh, episode, this almost friendship cycle. And I'm really going to dive deep into that because I would like to think that I'm not the only one that struggles with this. And I, in the midst of going through these friendship problems, I was finding it really hard to find somebody that could relate. And I hope in you know explaining this and explaining my struggles through this that somebody that feels like I did can see that other people go through this and that you know it's totally normal and it does get better this is definitely something that I'm still working through it's still very fresh for me but I'm gonna try my absolute best to explain it to the best of my abilities so like I said I'm going to go through my cycle of friendship now I make a little thing about me. I am a very black and white person. I am very much all in or all out. I either like something a lot, a lot, a lot, or I don't like it at all. And I've kind of always been like that, but especially as I've gotten older. Through elementary school, I had like a lot of friends. I feel like we kind of all do it in some sense. I had a lot of friends. I was really social. I was really extroverted. But once I hit middle school and, you know, you start becoming kind of a young adult, um, I became very introverted and it was in those periods of my life where I definitely developed anxiety 
And at the time, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what that was as in like the term anxiety. But I know now looking back that that's what I was dealing with. And through that, I became very, very shy around people that I didn't know. Making friends was really hard for me. It never came easy after that point. And I also honestly didn't have the want anymore or I didn't feel like I needed a lot of friends. I always longed for just like one best friend. That's always what I've wanted from that once I kind of developed that shy part, introverted part. That's all I wanted when it came to friends or friendship was one best friend. And I kind of stuck to that. And even till now, I've stuck to that. And it has landed me in some places that have been quite difficult, to say the least. So I'm going to break this down into three parts to try and make it as easy to explain and as easy to listen to as possible. So I'm going to start with kind of how I make friends, because this is something so complicated for me, especially, like I said, when you're introverted and kind of shy. I never, after, like I said, the point of middle school, it never came easy. I never just went up to a friend and or a person and wanted to be their friend. I was never good at that. And I always felt like I kind of was weird because, you know, like I said, I was shy. I didn't like to talk a lot. I was awkward. So I was also like, oh my gosh, like why would I go talk to them when they're just going to think I'm this like weird little whatever. Like I just didn't, it wasn't easy for me but when I did meet somebody or they came up to me I was always beyond excited it was something that was truly like so new to me and I was just so overjoyed and happy about it and I would immediately feel out the waters and kind of see who they are as a person see you know what their morals what their values are and we would hang out a few times We would, you know, a month or two would go by and we would kind of just be acquaintances and then we'd be friends. But then I would jump in head first because like I said, I am a very, very black and white kind of person. I'm either all in and I'm all out. And once I decide that I'm in, I kind of don't look back. And I do like that about myself in some senses. But in this sense, it's been very, very difficult because one thing that I want to stress in this first kind of... um, layer or of this um, episode is I think one of the best things that you can do in a friendship especially when you first start one is to kind of develop these healthy boundaries between you and the other person because I am known to just once I decide that I like this person even if it's just a little bit once I decide that I put my wall down completely and like I said in some areas of life I like that about myself but in this area it's been really hard because once your defense is down and once your wall is kind of down you're exposed and I didn't realize that I was doing that for a really long time and I'll get into that later obviously in the in the episode but that's what I would do I would meet this person I would feel out the waters I would get to know them and once I felt that I got to know them enough and I thought that they got to know me enough I would dive in head first and you know I also want to talk about the fact that honey a honeymoon period in a friendship is so real I know you hear about that in marriages or romantic relationships but 
I always, 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 always have had a honeymoon period, as we all probably do. But every friendship that I've ever had, besides maybe one or two, and that's recent, and I'm 17 now, so, you know, my recent ones, but I, in the past, you know, before I really started breaking this down, I always had a honeymoon period and I thought that that was friendship I thought that that was gonna last forever where there was no conflict there was no problems there was nothing it was great we hung out all the time we never got sick of each other we did everything together we were texting every day and the excitement from the fact that the relationship was so fresh was so exciting to me and you know I would hold on to that with everything that I had. And I want to stress this. I know I kind of said this, but a honeymoon period in a friendship is a real thing. It is so real. And like I said, I will go in deeper into that as we kind of go through the episode. But if I'm just listing kind of how my friendship cycle often works, that's definitely a huge part of it. But like in a romantic relationship or any relationship at all, it ends at some point. And when that ends, in my friendships, something always ends up happening. Whether it's a conflict, whether it's an argument, whether it's a disagreement, or something that I have experienced quite almost all the time, if not every time, is the friend does something to me and I am faced with the fact that I know I should confront them about it. Whether it's they said something to me that really hurt me, whether they keep bailing on me, saying they're going to show up for something and then they don't, or they're not being loyal, they're being fake, whatever the case may be. And I realize that I should probably confront them about this, but I'm scared to death to do that because I the thought of having conflict with this person that I have been so excited to be in a friendship with that I'm now calling my best friend that I'm spending all the time with, like every, every day talking to, whether it's over the te- over text message or FaceTime or whatever the case may be, the thought of ruining that almost silences me every single time from saying something. And like I said, that is something that now just looking back, is always happened and I always end up putting myself and my feelings and almost my standards for friends on the back burner in hopes of prolonging the end of the honeymoon phase and it was almost as if I knew that that's what it was but I just I I couldn't fathom that ending and I I was just trying to do everything I possibly could to hang to hang out or hang on I apologize to hang on to that period and you know then it comes you know weeks or whatever it is um where I kind of realize like okay I've prolonged this the most I can and I'm it's affecting my mental health and I I end up confronting this person like you know blah 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 I something you said really bothered me or I feel like you're always blowing me off or I I feel like you know I heard you said this or blah blah whatever the case may be and when it that happens or 
it is a conflict between you and the other person because that is bound to happen at some point. When it comes to myself, that causes me extreme anxiety to the point where it's all I'm thinking about. It's all I am talking to people about. Like if I'm talking to my parents about something, it's usually that. And I'm, I just can't, it, it's just, I'm just in this panic and I'm constantly spiraling knowing that this is going on. And it's so hard to kind of, I don't even know, it's so, it, it's so hard to deal with because you're so conflicted knowing that you should have done it. You're sticking up for yourself, but at the same time trying to hold on to this thing. And like I said, I always cling to one friend. I'm not one to have multiple friends. And that is so hard for me when I am not doing great with that one friend because I have put myself in this corner where that person is all I have. So what do you do when that person is all you have and it's not working out? You're, I, I felt very alone and very lonely. And I... Then after that point, whether, you know, I did end up confronting them, I always end up apologizing. Even though I'm the one confronting them about something I feel that they did wrong, I always end up feeling guilty or I kind of chicken out in a way where I just, I don't think it's going to go well and I'm just, I just apologize and blame it on myself, which is something that I never recommend you doing because Looking back, it destroyed my self-confidence in myself and it constantly was a problem within my own brain and my own mind when I felt so strongly about something, but then I almost turned my back on myself and lost trust in myself. And that's such a awkward and I feel like conflicting emotion to feel between you and yourself. It's not easy. And it's after this point where then I feel like I'm constantly like a dog chasing its own tail. This just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. And it's so frustrating. And it wasn't honestly, I like I said, I'm 17 now. This was genuinely in the past months that I've even recognized this cycle. And it wasn't until I found myself subconsciously almost waiting and preparing myself for a friendship to end and that is such a crappy feeling like you're so excited about this friendship you feel like it's going well but in the back of your mind knowing that it's in some way fake and that it's gonna end at some point is really 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 hard and I developed extreme self-confidence issues because, like I said, I was being hurt by people I was almost trying to convince myself were my best friend. And I think another part of it is people around me, whether it was my family, my parents, whoever the case may be, were seeing this cycle and were telling me, you know, this person is not good for you. This person is not healthy for you you know there's constantly issues you're constantly apologizing they're not showing up for you and I felt and it wasn't even really a pride thing and I know it might come off as this but I 
also knew that they were right. I knew that what they were saying was correct, but I was still trying to convince myself that, you know, this was a friendship that I loved and was healthy and was everything that I wanted it to be. And it was in realizing this cycle that I realized that I almost always found myself basing my friendships off of a honeymoon cycle. Almost every single time I found myself basing my relationships on my friendships on a honeymoon, on the honeymoon phase. And that is one thing I want you to take away from this episode. And like I said, something that I'm still trying to work through is of course the honeymoon phase is great. It's it's bound to happen, right? You're excited about the friendship. It's new. And I think that the honeymoon phase can come in waves because also, you know, distance makes, you know, the heart grow fonder. So when I would have conflicts with this person and we would have distance, right? And then we make up and it's, I'm sorry, I love you so much. Then there's again this short honeymoon phase where we hang out and we're just really lovey on each other and we're just, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I would never want to lose you. I, in my opinion, found myself having the immediate honeymoon phase off of just making the friend and then these little honeymoon phases after that. And after those conflicts and that was hard for me because I also found that I was, I'm sorry, it's hard for me to kind of say out loud because when you say it out loud, it kind of, you can definitely realize like how wrong it can be. But I also found myself, I wouldn't go as far as to say looking forward to that time where they, my friend, or the person that I was trying to convince myself was my best friend, I then found myself almost looking forward to the period after the argument where they were almost clingy and wanted to be near me because I was, when you don't allow yourself to fully get to know somebody before diving in head first, if you jump in a pool without knowing, If you dive in a pool, right, and you don't know how deep it is, if it's one feet tall and or one feet like high and you dive head first, you're going to bang your head so hard you'll get a concussion. You have to get to know the water before you just dive in. And I never allow myself to do that. And that is something that I am currently still working on and currently, um, still trying to get better at. It's something that I think we're all working on. So that was kind of the initial, like, that's what I have found in myself. And I want to now explain what I'm working on. And normally I know I would share a poem at the beginning of um, my episode, but I wanted to share it kind of in the middle, if that makes any sense. Um So this poem I wrote a little bit ago, um, actually a little while ago. Um, It's not too long, but it reads, See, that's the thing. 
I understand why I was absolutely heartbroken when you decided to walk out the door. Yeah, we were friends, but the line between friends and lovers was so blurred at times, it almost became non-existent. We just didn't want to say anything about it. So although you were a friend, I lost you like a lover. And I think the phrase, I lost you like a lover, is so significant because when I was diving in headfirst, I was giving everything everything to this person I was giving them my time I am a huge gift giver it's definitely part of my love language I love picking out gifts I love putting them together I love doing that kind of thing so I was doing that all the time I was going above and beyond and I knew that that person wasn't doing the same for me And that was really hard for me. And I, of course, I'm a 17-year-old teenage girl. You hear about all these heartbreaks and, you know, my boyfriend dumped me or my girlfriend dumped me or whoever. And, you know, I've been around people and one of my best friends, you know, going through a heartbreak and I've seen it. I've been around it. And although I have never experienced that, when people ask me, and I say no, like I've never gone through a really tumultuous, like like romantic relationship breakup. When these friendships of mine that I convince myself um, are real and are authentic, when they end, it definitely takes a toll on me to the point where I feel like in the beginning, of course, you know, time can heal it slowly but surely. But in the beginning... It feels like I gave this person part of my heart. I gave this person everything that I possibly had. That like everything there possibly was to give. And I, I, it fell on me. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a good enough friend. And if my friends had, you know, things that they were working through, whether it was mental health issues or, you know, struggles at home, or whatever the case may be. And when the friendship ended, and those things were still, like, I knew that they hadn't conquered those things yet, which was totally okay, I blamed that on myself. Like, I couldn't fix them. I couldn't be a good enough friend for them for that to be able to pass. And that destroyed me. I've always felt like I had to fix what wasn't mine and that is insane that is like when I say that out loud it's heartbreaking in a way because I myself have problems that I always you know I'm trying my best to heal but when you're convincing yourself that these problems that have nothing to do with you are yours to solve it's exhausting it's absolutely and incredibly exhausting and What I'm working on is a few things that I want to share that I hope maybe can help somebody else. Um, The first thing is reflecting on what the purpose of this specific friend is. And I don't mean like, what are they giving to me? I mean, what, what do I get out of being their friend? What do, you know, we both give to each other that is worth staying in this friendship? Because I want to preface, every relationship is gonna have problems. Every relationship is going to have struggles, but what makes those struggles worth it? What 
how does this person add to your joy? How does this person add to your happiness? And it was when I started doing that where the process of seeing that these people were not good for me, they were not healthy to, for me to be around, the process of realization and acceptance became so much easier. When I stopped looking at it as a perspective of what can I do? What am I doing wrong? What am I, why am I not being a good enough friend? When I threw that away and said, what am I getting out of this? What is this adding in a positive light to my life? And if it's not giving you what you think you deserve, as in joy, happiness, confidence, company, being a, just making you happy and fun to be around. If you don't feel that you're giving, getting those things, that's something that you either should address or, you know, I don't think, I if, if they're taking away from your joy and happiness, in my opinion, it's not worth it unless you think that it's worth fighting for, then talk about that and be honest with that person. And if they're not willing to accept that, that is not on you. That is not your fault. That does not make you not good enough. That does not mean that you were not a good enough friend. It means that you love yourself enough to say, no, this is not healthy for me. And I'm going to do what's best for me. And I'm going to put myself first. And I think that when you're able to do that, it's absolutely breathtaking and absolutely amazing. And it'll freaking hurt as it, it will be painful as hell. But the few times that I've been able to do that, it's been so freeing and I've seen such a difference in myself that it's it's just, it's absolutely amazing. And another thing that I started asking myself when I was having these conflicts within myself when it came to what is this friend adding to my life? What are, what are the positives of having this friend in my life? Something that I started to realize is a lot of the friends I was making and that I was holding on to were friends that I made while I was in a period of my life where I was not doing okay. And when I started to realize that, that was huge for me because I was making friends in times where I wasn't okay. I was dealing with depression or anxiety or, you know, just a bunch of things like that. And I realized that when I kind of was able to break out of it and saw like that this person isn't good and good for me, it was then that I really was having trouble with the friendship. Like, let me give you an example. I was not doing well for a really long time. I was dealing with anxiety and depression. I was having panic attacks. I was just not myself for a good period of time. And I had gotten extremely close with this friend of mine, extremely close. And we were fine. She was there when I, you know, needed her. Like as in, you know, if I was having a panic attack, she would be on the phone with me. If I wasn't doing well with body image issues, she was there for me. But when I need, when I just wanted to hang out with her, when I just wanted to be like friends and go out and have fun, I found that she wasn't there. She 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 couldn't show up for me then. And when I almost broke out of that depression and anxiety, 
and kind of, you know, because it comes in waves. And when I was able to breathe for the first time in a long time and I was able to snap out of it and there was no more, you know, calling when I felt sad or calling in tears or I need your help or I need you to just listen. When that came fewer and far between, the friendship almost started to slowly leave with it and almost felt myself feeling like I had to be sad to get this person's attention and it was within this period of self-reflection where I was like is this person wanting you know me to need them you know because I need you when I'm that sad. I'm calling out for you. You're automatically the one helping. You're above me right now because you're helping me. I'm needing your help. And I found that when those people, I no longer need them and I just want to be around them, it's no longer enough for them to put forth effort. And once I started to realize that, that was huge for me. Huge. Because I was able to pick apart what was healthy for me and what wasn't healthy for me. And I think that that's huge. So I think one of the best things that you can do if you're struggling in a friendship and you're feeling like it's kind of going nowhere is to reflect on when you made that friend, when you allowed yourself to put your wall down. When was that? And what state of mind were you in when you made that decision? Um, And like I said, what do they contribute to your happiness? And that your happiness is, for me, is such a delicate thing and can be taken away so easily. And I found that something that I, like I said, when I was just diving into these friendships head first, I was realizing that things that were not important to them my friend, who was supposed to be my best friend, were very important to me. And of course, everybody's love languages are different. Everybody's love languages are different. Whether it's in a friendship, a romantic relationship, excuse me, everybody is different in some way. And I'm not saying that you should expect your friend to kind of be identical to you, but they should be similar in some ways, in my personal opinion. Um, I found that when I started to realize that friends and I, my best friend and I, my supposed best friend and I were having trouble because they were wanting something from me, whether it was, you know, I don't, whatever the case may be, that I didn't find important, but they found it extremely important. That was when, you know, there was conflict, but it was like almost lying beneath the surface because something that they found was very important was not important to me. And when there's also lack of communication, which was huge because I was so terrified on ruining the friendship that I just wouldn't communicate, that never gets addressed. And then there's just this underlying tension and it's just, it's it's very, it's just filled with anxiety for me at that point. And like I previously kind of did, like what I uh, brought up before is I just found out and really realized that something that I do too often, like I said before, is basing a friendship on a honeymoon phase. I definitely think that 
you know, that phase in a friendship is really amazing where it's just, you're just so excited. But the honeymoon phase, if you're, in my opinion, if your friendship is true and genuine, in some way or another, lasts throughout the whole entire friendship. If you find yourself missing the person that that person was in the honeymoon phase and they're almost different, that is when I think that it's really time to re-kind of evaluate it. Because also, in my case scenario, because I wasn't bringing up these things and when they did, when I slightly kind of did bring up these things that were bothering me, and they apologized, they'd be like, oh yeah, sorry about that. You know, kind of this little apology. And I would accept it every time. They'd be like, well, I can crap on Chloe because she's just going to forgive me every time and she's still going to be there. That, for me, was really hard and that's something that I dealt with too. So, like I said, that kind, genuine person that, you know, I think something that's always there in the honeymoon phase is effort. Effort is something that should not only show up in the honeymoon phase. That should be one of the most, in my opinion, most important things that should always be there in a friendship is effort. And don't get me wrong, we all have our weeks, days, months where we're struggling, where we're not, where I have been so emotionally drained where I feel like I can barely get effort like enough effort out of my own body to get out of bed in the morning. I'm not saying that you should, you know, be at the person's door every single day. But if you are struggling, open up about that. Open up and say, I am not in a place right now where I can be the best possible friend, but I'm going to try my best and just know that if I'm not being, you know, the friend that I usually am, it's not personal. I'm just struggling right now. And if you're not feeling like you're even able to bring that up with somebody that you're supposed to be close with or your best friend or whatever the case may be, that is something that I would really think about. Like, you know, is it, I feel like, well, in my opinion, I feel like I should, you should, and I should be able to bring up hard conversations and hard topics with somebody that's supposed to be our friend, supposed to be our best friend. Um, so with all this information, you know, it goes, it's the question of what now? When, what do you do when you realize these things? What did I do when I realized, you know, this cycle of friendship that I was constantly going through, these things that I was doing that were not healthy for me? And wh- what do you do? And I think there's so many things that people do, especially our age, my age. And I don't mean to be one of those old, like, grumpy people that's like, you know, in your generation. (laughs) Like, not, I don't mean it like that. Um, One thing that I have had done to me, and I would say you shouldn't do, is ghost your friend. I have been ghosted. And I mean ghosted. No explanation just gone there one day months it's lasted months that even if no okay let me backtrack for a second no amount of pain that you inflict in your friend or somebody that is hurting you no amount of pain that you inflict on them is going to heal your pain that they inflicted on you hurting them I promise you 
will might give you temporary satisfaction, but that is still going to simmer because you know deep down inside that that is not the right way to go about it. And for me, in my opinion, ghosting somebody is a form of hurting them in some way because I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I would never want somebody to ghost me. So, and especially going through that, it's so upsetting. So, I think, number one, that I would not recommend doing that. I don't, and I think that that's something that people so often do, and I just, I don't think that that's a good idea. I, number two, in this kind of what do I do now section of this episode, number two is, you know, having that conversation, of course, but do not have it over text message. That is something that I have been guilty of doing and I've seen it, people around me have done it, you know, those really hard conversations that people are kind of really anxious to have over the phone or face-to-face or whatever the case may be. And when I have people that ask me, like, Chloe, like, I'm freaking out, like, what should I say to them? The first thing I always tell them is you need to talk to this person over the phone or face-to-face or FaceTime because your nonverbals, your body language is almost like practically half of the conversation. And over text message, you get none of that. None. The closest you can get is emojis. And that isn't just no, no, just don't do it. You have to give that person the opportunity to see what you're trying to say to them. And I think also having those hard conversation over tech conversations over text message is somewhat counterproductive because if your heart is in the right place and you're trying to say, you know, the things that you feel, but they take it the wrong way, not necessarily because they want to be a jerk, but because they're they, that's the way that they're perceiving it over text message it can cause even more problems and more anxiety and more frustration. And in my opinion, it's, it's just not worth it. And I, I don't think that you should do that. So my second thing is, you know, when you decide to have that conversation and talk to them, if that's something you want to do, make sure that y- you can um, have that face-to-face and give them, um, you know, that you give them that full conversation that you're wanting to have and normally like I said I do one poem but I'm going to do two because I think that this is really 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 important to say if you have a friendship that you were really like you loved and it even though you know it's best that it ends and it ends and you know that it's the best thing that could have happened and it's how it's just what needs to happen it is okay if you miss that person it is normal and it is okay and I'm gonna read this poem really quick it says it's okay to miss somebody that hurt you but don't let them hurt you simply because you miss them don't and I'm gonna really kind of dive into that because I think that that is so important Don't let somebody hurt you again simply because you miss them. And I say this out of a place of I've done that so many times. 
And it is awful because you're giving your soul and your mind and your heart mixed signals. I think that you're like almost playing mind games with yourself and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because then you get your hopes up and then all that crap that you just tried to work through is gone to crap. And that is something that I have done and I'm sharing that with you. So if you are doing, if you, you know, find yourself doing that too, that is a big piece of advice. And to accept that it is okay that I miss this person, especially if it's a best friend, that person was your damn best friend. That person was somebody that you trusted. And even if the friendship wasn't genuine for them, it was genuine for you. And losing it was hard. And losing it was painful. And that does not discredit, you know, the work that you've put in. And I want this, I want to say this also briefly. A friendship ending does not take away from your self-worth or how good of a friend you are. You deciding, hey, I love this person, but they are not healthy for me. And I need to put my mental health first right now. That does not make you a crappy person. That does not make you selfish. That does not make you, you know, think that you're better than the other person. It means, hey, I'm putting myself first because I need to heal. And I think that that, like I said before, is just absolutely breathtaking when and beautiful and poetic and putting yourself first because it's it's just amazing it's 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 such an amazing feeling and it's something that I've just been able to do um um it's yeah for sure and I think lastly once you decide you know that friendship is over and you allow yourself to move on and you are moving on. I think when you make a new friend and you're recovered from the previous friendship, before you dive in, and when I say this to you, I'm also openly saying it to myself because I am trying to learn and I hope that this podcast can help me just as much as it can help you. Um, identify what you want in a friend or in a best friend before you put your wall down. Because I found myself putting these expectations up for my friends that, you know, I didn't make clear. And that is, and I want to clarify, that does not make you a crappy person. Things change. People grow. But identifying what you want in a friend and what you want in a best friend will make allowing somebody to come into your life and opening up your heart to them a lot easier because you'll be able to identify nope that person is I don't think that's you know you're nice you're cool but I don't think we'll we'll click and you can create that distance and then you don't get attached when you attach yourself to somebody before knowing that person I have done that like I said and I have gotten heartbroken so many times and make those boundaries known to yourself make yourself those known okay this is what I want and I will not settle for less because I am worth it and you know I am so important and I am beautiful and any friend would be lucky any person would be so lucky to have me as their friend and I don't mean that in a really like cocky kind of you know selfish way I mean 
identifying, you know, your worth and your value. And I'm a really good person. And I have, you know, my downfalls. I have crappy days. I'm not always on my A game. But saying, yeah, I'm not perfect. But somebody that loves me for me will see that and will accept me for that. And my last message for this episode, I hope that you can see how beautiful you are and how much worth you carry in the tips of your fingers. And don't settle for less, my love. Don't. Don't settle for less. Don't settle because you're scared of making new friends. I have done that. And I hope that you can learn from my mistakes. Don't settle out of fear. Don't settle because you're out of, you know, being afraid. And it's okay. It happens. But if I could leave you with one thing, if you take away one thing from this episode, it's to just be kind to yourself. Everything is a learning episode. I mean, (laughs) is a learning process. I apologize. Is a learning process. And you are an amazing friend and you are an amazing person. And anybody would be so lucky to have you in in their life. And I hope you see that. And if you're struggling with that, know how much I love you and how much I feel that just so much compassion for you. And you are so amazing. And life sucks. Making friends is hard sometimes, but we will get through it. And, you know, those things make us who we are. And yeah, that's this episode. And I'm really glad I got to talk about this topic because it's something that's been on my mind for a really long time. Um, So before I go ahead and end it, I did open up an email. So if you have a specific topic that you want me to talk about, or most importantly, if you are struggling with something, whether it is depression, anxiety, a crappy day, a bad friendship, anything in between anything at all and you just want somebody to talk to you want somebody to hear you you want somebody to reply you need advice anything at all um i did open an email it is poetic the podcast zero five at gmail.com it is me i will be the only one reading these messages i will be the only one responding to them and i would love to help in any way that i can any way that I can. And like I always say, please remember how loved you are and how much I love you and how beautiful you are and how unique you are. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are worthy. And I just love you so much and thank you for existing, my love. And I love you so much. And thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.